It's not a matter of if, but when. Life hits you with the unexpected, the hard things. You may bend, but you won't break. There is a fire within you that won't let you give up. And I'm coming to fuel that fire. You're listening to Living a Resilient Life with your host, Coach D. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Living a Resilient Life. It's your favorite trauma therapist and resilience coach, Coach D, and I am so grateful to spend some time with my resilient family today. Listen, if this is your first time joining us, I want to say welcome. Pull up a comfy seat in our circle, relax, and exhale. I hope you find value in our conversation today. And don't forget to spread the love by sharing with someone you know who would enjoy this podcast too. All right, so let's get to it. If you have found yourself feeling stuck and making decisions, I want you to keep listening. We are going to talk about resilient decision making today. So if you have been feeling anxious about not knowing what's next, you stick around too because I got something for you. And if you have been in a place of worry, self-doubt, and just the fear of failing, go ahead and grab your seat, honey. Come on in the room because today's episode is made with you in mind. Listen, I've been having a lot of conversations lately with clients and a repeating theme that has been coming up has been decision-making which makes a lot of sense because we make decisions all day, every day. Now, the questions that I started asking myself is, well, what makes some decisions harder than others? What activates this signal of distress that causes some of us to procrastinate or avoid making a decision or even following through with the decisions that we do try to make? Well, here's what we need to know to be more resilient in our decision-making. Let's go. Here's the first point that I want to make. The first tip that I want to share in being resilient in our decision-making is Learning how to practice using flexibility to balance our desire to control. Let's talk about this. Practice using flexibility to balance our desire to control. Now, some of us, I'm not going to speak for all because this may not be the case for all, but some of us have an unhealthy attachment to the need to control the narrative. We want to dictate the outcome. We want to control how things play out. And let me just fill you in and us in because, you know, I can find myself in an entanglement with control. But that is such a disservice to us because it's only giving us a one-sided story. Control is comfortable, you know, and control is also attached to a feeling of power. Control equals predictability. 
right? So I know we have painted the picture of having quote unquote control issues in a negative light, but that's only one side of the story, right? Control, if we're honest, it has its benefits. I can agree with that. When we have things under control, let's go ahead and be honest. We do feel empowered. We feel better equipped to plan. We feel that we have things managed. And most of the time where there's little to no stress there. Why? Because we feel like we got things under wrap. We feel like we got things taken care of. We feel in control. Now, by the way, did you know that April is Stress Awareness Month? I mean, it just felt right to plug that in right here. Um, Some of us may not need to be made aware of stress, but we do need to be mindful of managing the stress in our lives. So I did want to incorporate that. Just a little tidbit of information if you didn't know. Anywho, back to the point. We got to hear the full story about control. So I hear some of you and you're, you're saying like, All right, so what are you saying, Coach D? Like, I need to just let go of control? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Letting go can seem extreme and difficult in some instances. Now, it may work sometimes going into extreme action. Sometimes we can quickly make a decision and dive right in to action of just cut it off. I mean, because some of y'all's cut off game is real good. (laughs) And there's some of you in the room that are saying, yeah, but I'm not there yet. If it was that easy to just stop, go cold turkey, just snip, snip, cut it off, then I would have done that already. So now what? It's not that easy for me. I'm also glad that you spoke up too because another alternative, another option is that we can add flexibility to the equation. Remember our tip, we got to practice using flexibility to balance our desire to control. Flexibility is a resilient trait and it's a resilient trait that's underestimated. Let me just put that out there. When I think about flexibility, when I was thinking about this thought, I was thinking about um, my workouts and What I've noticed in my time of working out, shout out to Orange Theory, uh, we cater to the narrative of push through, the grit, the grind, go heavy, go harder, go to the extreme. And we've put a lot of emphasis on that for strength training. But let me let you know something. When I think about my workout class, the last five minutes, I mean, we go hard, but the last five minutes, we don't leave without stretching. Stretching is just as important as the last 45 minutes of hard training that we just did. Stretching is to increase flexibility on a physical level, which has a purpose. It helps to prevent injury. Now, let me, let's add this perspective. Mental stretching looks like being able to shift perspectives. Now, preferably this is up to a positive perspective. It looks like breathing. Mental stretching looks like establishing a sense of calm without further inducing mental stress. This builds our mental flexibility, which is going to help us establish a healthier relationship with control. 
How does that all tie in? I heard you. Let's run it back. The fact is, we can't control everything. We cannot control the narrative all the time. And letting go of letting go of that perspective can be difficult. Sure. That's why we have to be able to add flexibility. We have to be able to be flexible. And the only way that you can be flexible is if you practice mental flexibility so that when times where you may have to pivot in your decision-making or not be so fixed on the outcome, controlling the narrative of the story that you want to tell, when it's time for you to do that, guess what? You have the skills to do it. The second point that I want to make is that a calm state enables problem solving. This is important, is an important factor in decision making because one way of making healthy decisions is to be able to problem solve, to be able to critical critically think to be able to when we talked about earlier being able to identify like opportunities and limitations and and thinking about um the results of our decisions well that is using a different part of our brains here's the thing let's do a little anatomy and physiology now i am not an amp teacher <laughs> let me just put that disclaimer out there But what I do know and what I have been learning about stress and the fight, flight, or freeze responses to stress and trauma is that it literally causes the part of our minds, the parts of our brains that are responsible for problem solving, critical thinking, creative thinking, it goes offline. It is not accessible But you know the part that is accessible? Our instincts, our survival state. And you think about it. When we are faced with having to make a decision and it is causing us stress, well, our bodies are going to naturally respond to that stress just on a biological level. So it does take conscious awareness to be able to intentionally create a state of calm to counteract your instincts to go into survival mode. That's where we see procrastination coming up. That's where we see avoidance. That's where we see um, running away from a situation and not facing or not confronting things where we see more fear, where anxiety, um, depression, where all these things start to happen in a dysregulated state. So that's why it comes to be very simple, a very simple task that we always go back to, which is, let me let you guess. You got it. Breathing, breathing to regulate. Have you ever noticed sometimes or just paid attention to your breathing and when you're stressed, it feels like you're holding your breath? Most of the time, probably because you are holding your breath bracing yourself for a worst case scenario or bracing yourself to de- to defend against a possible threat. When it comes to resilient decision making, it's 
self-awareness to know how you respond to stress. What is your what is your response? It doesn't mean that okay, well, if my response is flight, it doesn't mean there's going to be that every single time. But it's important to know what your typical responses are. It's important to know when you are at a dysregulated state, when you are just responding to the stressors out of your instincts versus from a place of calm. Problem solving is a part of the decision-making model. So when we look at making resilient decisions, we want to use problem our problem-solving skills. We want to use our critical thinking. We want to be able to access our creativeness, our thinking outside of the box. And so my second point is that find your state of calm, whether that is through taking some deep breaths, whether that whether that is through meditation, whether that is through mindfulness, whether that is through silence, taking a walk, Whatever is going to activate this state of taking a nap. Can we talk about that? (laughs) 15, 20 minute nap can do wonders. Whatever it takes to find a state of calm, that will help you to be able to problem solve, which is what you need to be able to make resilient decisions. As a matter of fact, let's practice right now. Let's take a moment, take a deep inhale. And a slow exhale. Let's pause for a second. And in just that moment, we activated a state of calm. The third and final point that I want to make about resilient decision making is that Making decisions is not going to be 100% risk-free. Okay, so I know we have been trained to and programmed to look for the 100% guarantee before making an investment, right? Before moving into action. We see it in our consumerism. We see it in... Um, products from sellers. They always want to stamp on that. Oh, there's a hundred percent guarantee or you get your money back. Well, when it comes to resilient decision-making, we can't look for the 100% risk-free because there is no way, if we are honest, there isn't a way to eliminate all risk. And for some of us, when we know that there is going to be a risk, we get anxious, we get worried, we get stressed, our stress levels go up and we start to fret, we start to overthink, we have all kinds of way of coping and dealing with that stress. Here's where it brings it back to finding that state of calm, breathing. Breathing allows you to break down what's being presented to you, the information that you have, so that you can activate your problem solving, right? So that you can go and access that information to be able to make resilient decisions. This is where you're able to accept a risk, 
know that there will be a risk, but still believe and trust in yourself anyway. Still move into action. Why? Because the expectation is not that there won't be any risk. It can't catch you off guard. It can't catch you by surprise when you expect it to be there. So understand when you're making decisions, all this, you can't, there is no way. Let's repeat it. There is no way to eliminate all risk. There is going to be some level of risk when it comes to making decisions. And that's okay. So when it comes to being resilient in your decision making, understand this. We can't escape making decisions. It is a part of our everyday life. We will make some ineffective decisions and we will also make some really great effective decisions as well. That's a part of life. It won't always be consistent, but if we're able to be flexible and adapt, that's where we tap into that resilient part of us. So let's set an intention together for the rest of the week. Let's say it with me. I will be resilient in my decision-making. I will be flexible. I will know limitations and focus on opportunities. I will find my calm state knowing that there is no reward without a risk. Thank you so much, Resilient Family, for sharing your time with me. And until we talk soon, keep living a resilient life. Talk to you soon.